Hey everybody, another episode of Megasheen. What's up everybody? Yes, so we are here on election night. <laughs> uh, to We're not going to spend a lot of time on everything. We're just going to just give y'all, you know, kind of a, a nice quick hit of a show. Because we know some people are, you know, a little nervous. And lots um, of drinking is involved so, right people, now. Some people are drinking. I'm not too worried um her chances went up um so um the last thing that nate silver said was 71 percent chance of winning um which and it's interesting because it's the same number format not percentage but same number format as it was for obama and romney because uh-huh. he was 85 um to romney's 15 something like that and she's 70, well, she was 71 or something like that to whatever, you know, left to Donald Trump. And it seems she she kept her lead. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. It's just those what ifs. And it feels like they're going to pull every stunt and show and try to drag this out even longer than it needed to be. So I'll probably watch a little bit, but then, you know, turn on Netflix or something and get out. Yeah, I, yeah, I, a part of me feels that way too. Like I don't want to watch too much of it because I think it will just get in my head. Right. And everything, so I don't want to completely do that. Um, but what I do... I, I mean, I do want this to be over with, and hopefully by my time, by 10 o'clock, we might be. Um, because, you know, I mean, it, I, I'm hoping that. Because I remember I thought it was going to be a long one four years ago, and it really wasn't. It was over with, like, I think before, like, nine or something like that, our time. It was like it was over with quick, it felt like. So we will see. Um, but um, before we get into more things with politics we're gonna kind of jump into well before we do all that how are you nick besides drinking <laughs> I, well, I haven't started yet oh he hasn't but, started yet you know, i'm gonna go fix me a little screwdriver here in a second um i'm good you know i'm on my vacation i mm-hmm. fly out to vegas tomorrow i am good good it's just this damn election i'm Anything else, I'm just ready to get it over with so I don't have to hear people bitch and moan about, oh, well, uh, she's going to take away our guns and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, y'all, yeah. just just hush and sh- just shut up. Yeah. I will but say how this, are you? Yeah, I was going to say, um, even before um, we get into everything else, I will say that when I was in, I was in um, Indianapolis, Indiana this past few days for work and... It was um, very interesting to see, because again, I think I said this before, in California, we are in a bubble. We don't get to see a lot of the Trump ads unless we see it on YouTube, or we don't see any of his propaganda, whatever. Um, But when I was away, I saw a lot. And when I was in Indy, I really saw like a huge, huge billboard for Donald Trump. And it was like, I'm really living in a bubble. Like I'm really living in a place like this. So it was, it was interesting. Um, but it is something that, um, you know, again, you know, 
he is the he is the last hero of, for a lot of white people. Um, and I noticed tonight they already mentioned at the exit polls, a lot of sixty five and up are for him. So it tells you a lot they about the only way out anyway. Yeah, it tells you a lot about I guess the baby boomers or like where these people were and where we're going. Because apparently this is their last ticket out. And of course they may feel that way because they grew up around the time where all this well, you know, whiteness was was super real and I think that is something they're afraid of which is interesting that they're trying to hold on to it when they really don't have a grasp of it you know what I'm saying like y'all don't right. even have the grasp but okay like it's like alright but anyway oh go ahead yeah they grew up in like a time where basically white was right yeah and now that basically the Caucasian population is less and less the majority, whereas the Latino population is the majority or is quickly becoming a majority, they see that that's a a loss of power. And so they'll act and throw off fits, kinds of tantrums and fits just because they're, they seem like they're losing power. Yeah. And, you know, it is, it's fascinating. It's fascinating in human study, to be honest with you, of these yeah. people. But that's another story for another time. But we got a couple of things that's been happening this week. Some good stuff, kind of. Um, I will start a little bit. Well, this is kind of in the in the middle. And I'll start, as we are pouring Aunt May's tea, with Dr. Strange. So Dr. Strange came out. <laughs> And we know a lot of people are all over the place with that. You know, some people are really upset about the casting and, and, you know, the story and everything with Doctor Strange. I saw the movie and I went in like, I'm going just to not, I'm not going to hold all that. I'm just going to watch this movie. I saw the movie and the movie is pretty good. Huh. It's pretty good. Now, when you get into the casting and where they were, it, you have you have to question so you are in a foreign place but you have a, a celtic one which is tilda swinton the ancient one um a white woman who is teaching everybody how to be powerful back up can we get into like that bald cap that was just <laughs> it irritated me like it irks me every time i see her not because not only because she's a white woman in tibet but that ball cap it's just i could see it and it's just they couldn't all that money and they couldn't do a better job of that like come on y'all yeah <laughs> but i i struggle with that because i was like yeah here's this white woman in this foreign country making all of the demands and commands. And I'm thinking about you've been around for a long time. A white woman. That's how I was thinking. I was like, okay, this white woman. But not only that, but how Baron, Baron Mordo was past the ability to, you know, oversee one of the the, the sanctorums, the, the, the homes, one of the main watchtowers or whatever that was in different places. He was passed over, and he's been in there for a while. But Doctor Strange, who just got there two two minutes ago, 
was given all these opportunities. And I was struggling with that a little bit because I was like, okay, so you're kind of playing on the whole, you know, whiteness of it all. Like, I'm a white woman. I'm giving this white man all of these great gifts. You black man, you just have to keep learning. And um, I, I, I didn't know how to really sit with that. I was a little bothered with that. Um, I also didn't like how certain characters was treated like Wong. We really didn't get to see he was beefed up more than what he is in the comics, but we really didn't see what he could do. And uh-huh. I was a little bothered with that. Um, and so I don't want to completely spoil it because I know some people want to see it. But I'm saying for a movie, it, it is, it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. But it's enjoyable. Um, but when it comes down to the casting and how they're telling the story and how it it comes off, that's where there are some problems. And I just felt like we they could have been a little bit more better with maybe casting. Because, yeah, some people have said, well, if, well, if they did cast an Asian person as the ancient one, then how would you felt then? Because isn't that a trope? Isn't that a stereotype? And I can see that argument. But I was like, well, what if they made that person an Asian woman? Would they have, they might have, you know, changed it up a little bit. Like, oh, it's an Asian woman over all this. Um, so, you know, she wouldn't have been the villain. She wouldn't have, she would have been an Asian woman who has been around for a long time. Um, so I, I could have saw that or somebody said they could have kept the ancient one hooded and we wouldn't even know what they, race or color. We wouldn't know anything. I was like, well, that, you can look at it that way too. Uh, what what would you give this movie, uh, Great West? You know, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a B plus because it was it's a typical story. Um, uh-huh. A minus, A B plus, A minus, um, B kind of because of the fact that we we dealt with some of the race issues, and I still want Asian characters to have more of more roles within the Marvel universe. I think one of the, the stronger roles, you can go back and forth. You can bring up the family, the Asian family in Luke Cage, or you can bring up the doctor that was an Asian doctor in, um, uh, what's the, um, Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh-huh. There was an Asian doctor that was, who played a role in there. She had a few lines. But if you really want to get down into it, to my Agent May, because I feel like sometimes in these arguments, Agent May gets lost in the discussion. Like, if you listen to a lot of discussions, they talk about, like, the Asian couple in um, Luke Cage or any of the Asian characters in Daredevil, but they don't talk about May. And Agent May is an Asian woman who is in command and, and who kicks ass and a fascinating character. So I, I don't want her to get lost when they get into these conversations not saying these conversations are not warranted they are but i'm saying don't forget may because if we're going to talk about some of the negative pieces about it let's talk about some of the good and we what i've only heard is mostly about um the asian couple in luke cage but we really don't hear a lot about asian lord agent may so let's talk about her a little bit more because she does play a pivotal role in um agents of shield and, you know, she is an awesome character. So that's, you know, let's, let's make sure we keep her in the radar as well. Um, not saying that she is just, she's saving it for them, but they could do better and they need to do better when it comes to Asian characters. So we will see what Iron Fist has to bring because that that's going to be the next thing and we'll see what, how they do that. Yeah, um, 
I haven't seen Doctor Strange, uh, but visually, it looks appealing. I'm still hung up on the the ancient one, uh, but it's good that they had a woman as the ancient one and not a male. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll have to see it and you know give my two cents about it. But a lot of people actually liked it, so. If that's the case, then it can't be all bad, you know? Yeah. And maybe, maybe in the sequel, they may kind of rewrite some things. Because, you know, right. sometimes in the sequel, that's where you're like, okay, we can really flip the script. Um, but again, it was enjoyable. I, I really want them to work on Asian characters, but it was enjoyable. It wasn't like a bad movie. And it's the it opened up as the third strongest Marvel movie. So it, mm-hmm. yeah. They were doing something right. Yeah, something. (laughs) So, keeping up with movies and comic book movies, another Wonder Woman trailer dropped. Yes. And it looks, you know, it looks awesome as before. I mean, my only complaint, and this is kind of petty of me, I don't want to see Chris Pine. Like... (laughs) <laughs> he's kind of insignificant to me and they can go ahead and kill him off I don't want to see a love story I just want to see Wonder Woman go around save the world and kick ass you know I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna I know there's people who are not fans of Chris Pine or the Steve Trevor character and I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold judgment I mean I don't mind him in it um, hopefully they don't focus too much on that I do want them to kind of, you know, make his role have a purpose, but not make his role like I'm here to make you a human person. I, right. I hope that, you know, she would do more, a lot more than that. But in a trailer perspective, I enjoyed the, the trailer. I feel like I saw more of her, understood a little bit more about where she's coming from and who she is. Um, I love... The part where she's in um, civilian clothes and she blocks a bullet that that goes towards Steve. It reminds me of in Superman in 1978, Superman, how he did the same thing for Lois. Like he caught the bullet and act like he fainted or something like that. I like that drawback um, to that. I I like, I've grown to like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. So I, I, I am happy with her as the role. Um, but I'm curious to see more. I'm curious about the Amazons because there yeah. was um, another picture that came out like a few weeks ago that had some of the Amazons and they were of color. So I hope that we will see more of that. Um, I wonder how they will treat the Amazons in this. Um, and I also want to make sure that we. Um, I want to know what she's. I know what she's fighting, but I don't know what she's fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know we, we, you're fighting the enemy and part of this war. But who are you fighting? Who is the real right. enemy? Like, I know, it feels like Dr. Poison is in this. And that's the woman who has, like, plastic, like, thing on her mouth. That looks like Dr. Poison. I, I just don't know what to expect from this. But the trailer had me excited. I'm not really big on her theme music, <laughs> I'm not really it looks it sounds weird. It yeah. It almost doesn't go with Wonder Woman. I want it to be 
almost patriotic in a sense, but it just seems like it would be better off in like a Batman movie. Yeah. But yeah. visually and the cinematography looks good. Yeah. Um, I really want to see that battle between the Amazons and the other army. Yeah. Uh, the guys, because I know the Amazons, they should beat the hell out of them. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I'm definitely going to see this one. Yeah, and you mentioned Batman, and there's rumors that the Batman script is not good. So I well. saw that recently. So, and I'm like, I hope not because Ben Affleck knows better. So I'm hoping that the, where the problems are in the script is just something that can be easily fixed. Because again, like he's won a he's won an Oscar for screenplay, so he he knows what he's doing. I. Hope it makes sense, but I remember when I saw Deathstroke as one of the enemies, I'm like, but that's never really been technically one of yours. But I get they want to probably switch it up a little bit, you know, not to have a Joker, not have some of the ones we we know very well. But right. yeah, that's the rumor right now that 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 script is not working. So hopefully I that have is faith a rumor. That they can do it. I mean, it doesn't come out to what 2018. Yeah, so they got some time to get it together. Yeah, they. They definitely got time to work it out. And speaking of other comic book movies, uh, Deadpool lost their director and their, I want to say their, uh, not their composer, but somebody else that was tied along with the director. So it's kind of iffy on uh, Deadpool as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. You know, I will wait to hear more about this. Maybe it's, not what we completely think, but hopefully they can get that part together too. I wonder what the disconnect is. But yes, yeah, it's, it's that's that was interesting to hear too. Yeah, it was. Oh man! So, but in some good news, we do have a third season of Young Justice. So now, Young Justice was. Everybody kept on saying that this was good, and so I finally watched yeah, you, it earlier this yeah, year it and recently. it's really good it's it's more darker than what you would expect in a uh a dc cartoon that's the main characters are actually kids um so we don't have any kind of news as far as if the original voice actors are coming along um to do the next season or when the season is supposed to be expected but just that alone announcing that or confirming that the new season is coming was more than enough to get all everybody hyped yeah yeah and so um it was pretty good you know it was i i it was a pretty good series um i'm hoping that you know they go in a good direction here i hope they continue on maybe this will spawn other um you know maybe another dc animated film or have you but I, I'm excited that they listened to the fans mm-hmm. and, you know, they decided to get this together. And and it's been three years since um, the last season. So this is this is pretty good. And I think they're riding on the success of what's happening on CW with their series, you know, with Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, Lord, Legends of Tomorrow. And um, <laughs> with their Slave episode. Y'all, somebody told me about the Slave episode I haven't seen it, so I can't really talk about it. But I'm going to watch it this weekend. I, I I just I just need to 
<laughs> I, I I just need to watch it, then I'll talk about it. But I heard about this, and because I was already not happy with Vixen being so damn light. When she light, my gosh. I mean, she's supposed to be the ancestor. I'm like, if you're the ancestor, then shouldn't you be darker though? Because all this is supposed to be about Africa though. But I was like, okay, but she should be black, like blue black. I'm just gonna leave all yeah. that alone. But like I said, um, <laughs> I'm happy for Young Justice, and I think again it's because of the success they've been having on CW. I think the CW shows have given the whole DC universe more faith, even though it's not even the it's not even in the overall universe. It still gives you know the hope of a lot of things. So people really like the Superman, um, the Super Cakes. They like him. They do like. Flash, people enjoying Flash still. And um, we're about to get to Cyborg Superman and Supergirl. So I think Supergirl is really stepping it up when it comes to their shows. Um, personally, they can let go of Legends of Tomorrow, personally. They should have let go of that, uh, I think, like the first season. Because it was just all over the place. And mm-hmm. I watched a few, up to those, a few of those episodes and we're like, what are they doing? And some of the people that they had, like well, the Victor Garber, he is an established actor. So I don't know what he was doing on Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I might pick it up, but I don't know about all that. Yeah. I, I might have to be like bored to tears before I pick Legends of Tomorrow back up. And I hope that Young Justice, I, I think it would be better if they just release the season on Netflix versus uh, trying to get it like back on a CW or Cartoon Network because they were having issues with Cartoon Network anyway as far as scheduling and then they weren't meeting uh, quotas for their toys. So because of everybody uh, retweeting and hashtagging, oh, watch, uh, renew Young Justice for a third season, I think that kind of pushed it towards you know, getting getting them another season. Um, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully, they'll release this new season. I would hopefully midsummer, sometime yeah. next year. Yeah. So yeah, that, you know, that's it's something to look forward to. But yeah, I I hope that as we continue on with the DC TV universe, they they keep they keep the strength going, but they kind of you know start weeding out some stuff you know like kind of like okay maybe we need to just focus on three shows versus eight or whatever they're trying to do but right just keep it don't go to the point where it gets into a smallville level and we're just like okay so or it gets too convoluted that you can't you don't like care straighten it. it up yeah so that's it for uh, well it is that's kind of it for Aunt Mace T again as we said that was we're trying to keep it short because we know everybody's on edge uh, but now we'll we'll talk about the election a little bit because, um, as you know, it's tonight. It's right now, and um, as we do know, Indiana and Kentucky went for Trump, which is not a surprise. I mean, the um, Vermont looks like it's going to go to Hillary. Um, every the polls show that she this is hers, um, but what I what I've realized overall is how this has been an interesting view of 
the fragile white male or white fragi- fragility. I cannot say this word. Um, fragility. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've seen a lot of it this year big time. And I don't... I understand why we're seeing it, but I don't... There's parts of it I just don't get because it's like we're seeing it from... I get it if you are a white rich man doing all of this um, and being successful in all of this where you feel like, oh, well, now somebody else can come and take my place. Um, But again, as I think I said it before, when you are the middle class, working class white male, a part of me is like, have you not figured out that you have created your own vicious cycle? Like you could vote for Democrat and maybe things will change. But you keep voting for the Republican and you're still in that same rut. But you also still believe that you are you have a seat at the table and you don't. And come on, Solange. And you have not you have not figured out that you never had a seat. What you do have is that red coat that all the rest of us have when it comes to serving that, but you don't have a seat. And I think that that's why I wish they would wake up and it's like they in the matrix of whiteness. Yeah. And it's like I want to pull it off so you can see that you never had a place. You never had a place. What you need to do is look at what Obama has given to you. Obama said this past week, everything he has done has been something that would have worked for the white middle, white working class. And all the things he's passed, the health care, some of these laws, trying to get equal pay, trying to get all this stuff together, has been met with resistance from the people that you are still voting for. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting up here like, if you have not figured that out yet, why you still broke? Last night, um, our Uber driver, this white man has six kids. He has three jobs. And I was like, I hope you voted. I hope you will vote for Hillary because you vote for Trump. You're going to still be driving this Uber car. And, you know, you some people, just, somebody, some, yeah, some folks are doing Uber for extra money. For other stuff, but he has six kids, and so well, five of them are not his. One of them is his. Uh, but, That's the story right there. Yeah, but he <laughs> here he is. This is a third job. He needs to vote for the people who will get him the money and the health care and the benefits to keep going through. If he keeps voting for these raggedy ass Republicans who won't keep a nickel in his pocket, he ain't going to get there. And I just find it just very interesting how that, that cycle continues and continues and continues. The South has maintained that same redness for so long. And I'm just sitting here like, I don't understand why y'all like this. I don't well, understand like, why you can't like move Kentucky. past it. Like, um, where I live, I live in central Kentucky, but eastern is more rural, is country, and they are typically they always vote Republican. I don't think they've voted Democrat in their lives. But a lot of these uh, people that live out east, they live in the mountains. They live very they're below the minimum wage uh, as well below the minimum income levels. Uh, they're poor as hell. They don't have a lot of money. That there's not a lot of jobs. The jobs that they do have uh, are less and less. And they always seem like 
Republicans are going to give them coal or like coal jobs are going to come back. We're, we're living in 2016. Renewable energy can be can really take off in Kentucky, but it's just that this is the old ways and this is how it's always going to be that kind of line of thinking that has them trapped. And like we said, it's like they're stuck in the matrix and as soon as they unplug, they'll see what the bullshit they've been fed for decades. Yeah. And it's, it's just sad. It's really sad that you would vote vote these people in office that really don't have your best interests at hand. And it's just like, what do they say? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. And they keep on doing it. And so I, I, you know, I just hope they one day they they would just kind of go behind the curtain and see the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but this again, this election has been very interesting because it it's different when I think about you know when it was McCain or when it was Romney. These was these men were not horrible men. You know what I'm saying? Like these were not men that you just hated. They just had a different view of stuff. Like, I look back at their campaigns. I look back at what they were doing. I remember when McCain corrected this woman who called Obama Arab. He said, no, he is a good family man. We just happen to disagree. Um, McCain, McCain, no, not McCain, um, Romney. Romney was also kind to Obama. Um, and he did not come off, I mean, he was arrogant, but he didn't come off to where you hated him. But Donald Trump is a different thing, and Donald Trump represents the male ego, he represents whiteness, he represents this dream of I can be an asshole and get what I want, marry the pretty wife, and do all this stuff. And for some reason, people have bought into it. On the plane back today, there was this man and his wife, they had the audacity, well, he had on a Trump, a Trump sticker, she had on the damn hat. I looked at them like, how dare you get on this plane with me? Coming back to California. And then the helper had the nerve to bring some signs and put the signs up. And I pulled my backpack right out when she put those signs like up. No, ma'am. They would not be touching none of my stuff. And I moved right on the back. I'm like, I'm not sitting next to them at all. Because it was in my favorite seat. Because I have a favorite seat in planes. And um, I like um, 12 row 12 at the window <laughs> and they had the audacity to try to sit over there and I really didn't appreciate that so I was like you know what um, since we can sit anywhere I'm going to sit over here um, and so <laughs> I just I just found I just find it interesting that to vote for him you're voting for um, a person who is um it's just a horrible person and it's you're proud those, of that it's all those things that have been bubbling at the surface for the republican party for forever and now it's manifested into something that looks like what it looks like and now a lot of the members of the gop are like oh well we didn't know or we can't control it it's like we they created a monster and now they can't control it. Nope. 
and and some of them are late coming out and supporting him. Some of them have not supported him. I hat, my hat goes off to um, uh, what's his name in in Ohio. Um, uh, what's his name? Kasich, yeah. Because he's he and Rand Paul are the two who were like, we're not supporting Trump. There's no way we're going to support Trump. So no. <laughs> and they have it, and I like that. So I, I'm not giving my hat off to Rand Paul only because <laughs> uh, he he probably obviously probably won his uh, reelection for his Senate seat no, against yeah, our Lexington Mayor uh, Jim Gray, who was openly gay and would have been the first openly gay Senate senator from Kentucky. Uh, he him and his old ass. Uh, KKK looking daddy have always said some bullshit in the past. So just because you say one thing that you're not uh, supporting Trump doesn't mean that you don't agree with some of his fundamentals. Just because you don't say it out loud, but you do it in the dark doesn't mean you don't do it at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. I guess I'm still so because, you know, all of them start trickling over there to Trump. And I was I was very surprised that um Cruz, because Cruz was like sticking to his guns, and all of a sudden he caved about it. But right, um, yeah, I, I, I just really hope that um, things are different. Um, as we as we go forward in the future, I hope things are different. I hope that because somebody said we heal, and I was like, we will heal when people start realizing their their role in all this like i I feel like once they realize because we this this has been an ugly campaign from people from trying to white splain us about bernie to you know lock her up hang her up calling her Mm -hmm. cunts and calling her all types of names and the misogyny about it and how i don't really trust the fbi how the fbi got too involved and then only turn around to take it all back because they, they right. got like oh no we we good we good she yeah good. because it was like I you know I want to say Loretta Lynch who's basic over them was like look you get it together I'm coming in that room and the next thing you know it's like oh we didn't find nothing it's all duplicates and I was like didn't they not say that that day though I was like when mm-hmm. that that two Fridays ago when that came out somebody said this is all duplicates and it turned out it was I I feel like that what we are seeing is a fear of a woman president. And a fear of a woman being in charge. Think about it. All these things you're seeing. WikiLeaks, Putin, Trump. The fear they have of her. The hatred they have of her. is just palpable. And it's just interesting. Because it's just like, really, y'all? Assange, Julian Assange is so scared of her. Because know, he knows that she gets in there. His ass is going to jail. And this whole WikiLeaks stuff is ridiculous. WikiLeaks was just releasing all this mess every day. Uh-huh. And I was sitting there like, they are truly garbage. Russia and what they want, because I think this is all about business and money too. But the links they are going towards her. And it just makes you realize that they are afraid of this woman. And I, she should pop up collar because it's like you got you got stuff together to the point where people are that afraid of you. So. It's just like um, I think 
in order to get past this, we have to, everybody has to take their ego out of it. Yeah. And number two, the people have to realize that they work for us. We don't work for them. Yeah. The government is for the people, by the people. It's not, oh, the people are subjugated to the people in power forever, how long they idiots. That's not how the U.S. government is, was, if that's not how it works. Yeah. And to this, this Russia and Trump thing, it seems like they have fucked. I, I just, <laughs> they have sex. I, I'm calling it. Trump and Putin are a love couple that can't get together because Putin has Russia to take care of, and you know how they feel about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, they've done some stuff together. Don't yeah. put it past them. I just think, like right now, we really, as a country, really, we really need to look in ourselves and see, like, how did it get this far, number one? And number two, what can we do to ensure that it doesn't get this messy again? Yeah. So who knows with that? That's something we could probably talk about at another time. But it's it's been interesting to see how this has been, like, one of the most just just gutter dirty, you know, elections. And, you know, I thought it was rough with Obama's eight years. This this was just something else. So, you know, I hope we can come together, but I also hope that this is our battle cry to start dealing with some of this 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 whiteness and this belief of them losing stuff. It's not that they're losing stuff, it's becoming available for everybody else. And that's what America's supposed to be. I mean, I think that's all we've been told is we want to share and we are, you know, a, a nation of ideals and all this stuff. And and then they're getting all scared and you know, it's just ridiculous. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best tonight. Um, there's going to be something else for a lot of us, but, you know, we're going to hang on in there and we won't get too political on y'all. Let y'all get back into the night, but... That was it for me. I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. No. I'm kind of in this like weird state. Like I just want, I'll probably I feel like everybody's holding their breath. Yeah. And maybe I'm jet lagged too. So it doesn't have to be like jet lag slash this anxious slash whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Every, the whole country, I think the whole world actually has anxiety right now. Until this all said and done. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, you have a safe flight tomorrow as you head out for your birthday weekend. I will listen. I am trying to party like it's nineteen ninety nine. But you can follow us, uh, Mechachine Pod or Mechachine on Twitter. I'm at Porter Pizzazz and Victor's at Wonderman Five. You can follow. Uh, Go to our website, themechachine.com. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I already said Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can look us up on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. A like, comment, subscribe. Um, anything else? No, that's it. Uh, we're just going to, you know, deal with what, 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 what comes what may. So y'all have a good night, and we will see y'all next week. Take care, y'all. All right. Goodbye.
God bless and um, <laughs> happy election night.